1: Thursday, everybody. Hew hew. It's the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Well, hello. All is right with the world. Uh, I was able to find my glasses that I thought I'd lost.
2: Oh, good. Yes. And
1: also that thing we always thought was true might be true. And that is that Chris Jenner had a whole lot to do with that sex tape with Kim Kardashian and Ray J.
2: That's right. In fact, Ray J says that Kim and Chris were behind the sex tape the whole time and he's done lying about it apparently. I I mean, look, I think we knew that or at least we suspected that, we thought that. It's still um I don't know, I would say breaking news that he's putting it out there and uh I thought we should talk about it. So you might be wondering like what's he putting out there?
1: Bradley, what's he putting out there? Well, thanks for asking. It's almost to like ask.
2: Uh, according to a Daily Mail exclusive, like, literally, he sat down with the com.
1: Which, can we just sit with that for a second? Like, nobody does that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, unless you are, like, getting a paycheck, which I'm assuming he did get, like, as an exclusive for sitting down with uh, The Daily Mail. But he had a very specific reason for doing so, which I can tell you. And in this, quote, bombshell, which they call a bombshell exclusive interview, he allegedly supposedly lays bare the truth about the sex tape with Kim that became an international sensation and many would argue was sort of the, if not reasoned, um, shot-hurt shot, hurt cross of the bow of Kim Kardashian as a reality phenomenon. Would you not agree?
1: Uh, 1,000%. And I think that there was precedent for that uh, because Paris Hilton... For whom Kim Kardashian had been the what was she? Assistant, wardrobe yeah. person y thing?
2: Additional A stylist, person closet in organizer. Her
1: world. Yeah. Is that she had watched uh Paris Hilton skyrocket to certain fame after her sex tape became public.
2: Yeah, and according to Ray J in this interview, she was fully aware of that, and that was sort of the the Impetus that he brought to the table. So he doesn't deny he had a role in this. But the story that I think many people have taken as gospel is now challenged by exactly what he's saying. So let's get to what he's actually saying. So he says that, you know, this sex tape was actually released like an album by Kim herself, who, by the way, according to him, kept the only copy of it uh, stashed in a shoebox Mm. under the bed, along with. Some other steamy tapes that she made with Ray J. Oh. Quote, rest of the steamy tapes. That means that there are multiples, which is interesting. Put a pin in it because there's a whole conversation mm-hmm. about Kanye getting one of those sex tapes from Ray J. Remember, mm-hmm. that was a part of Kim Kardashian's narrative in the new season, I think. Right. Yeah. Or- and
1: I think it was in episode one because episode one of the Kardashians begins similar to episode one of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, where the uh, the sex tape rears its ugly rear again.
2: Yeah, well, and rear is kind of appropriate, no pun intended, uh, because he insists, and I think this is why Ray J's talking, because of the stuff that's come up now in the new Hulu series mm-hmm. on, or the new Kardashian series on Hulu. He insists he never did any th- of the things that she's claiming in that, Uh, show Mm -hmm. and was outraged by her suggestion that there might be a video showing him doing something which she allegedly said on the show and that thing is i'm not going to tell you what it is you can google it on your own he said it made him sound quote like a rapist so that gives you some indication Uh and um apparently he also showed them a private text from kim to ray J. You know, knowing that he was upset about that, saying, if you're upset about the bleep comment, it was clearly a sarcastic joke, and I was laughing when I said it. Well, he wasn't laughing. Oh. And he then um, says the following. I've sat in the shadows for over 14 years, allowing the Kardashians to use my name, abuse my name, make billions of dollars over a decade and a half, take talking about a topic I've never really spoken about. I've never leaked anything. I never leaked a sex tape in my life. It has never been a leak. It's always been a deal and a partnership between Chris Jenner and Kim and me. Well, so that's a little contradictory. I've never released a sex tape in my life, but I was a part of this partnership. Yeah. Anyway,
1: I think the distinction he's trying to make is that he didn't unilaterally take footage and release it or leak it. But that instead, this was part of a uh, all parties agreed upon uh, arrangement that was meant to earn millions for both of them. Now, I would I would say I think it's been more frugal or frugal, fruitful for one party than the other.
2: Yeah, in the long run, right? Like, somebody is now leading a billion-dollar empire. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim claims that... Um, okay, so he says he did bring the idea of a sex tape to her. Interesting. Uh, but... And he did that because, of course, he saw how Paris Hilton's profile was boosted when the film that she made uh, was leak, leaked. Uh, and allegedly, then, Kim didn't want to do it, but embraced the idea, eventually, and, quote, enlisted her mother, Kris Jenner, to organize its release via Vivid Entertainment, a process he says he had little to do with. The eventual contract was signed by both Ray J and Kim was for three videos, including two sex tapes, one made at a hotel in Cabo, one created in Santa Barbara, and a third tape that was listed as an intro to the Cabo footage. Only one of those tapes... The one shot in Cabo was ever released. I admit, I have never seen this tape. I have no idea what it's about. Mm -mm. Um, Ray J told the Daily Mail that all of the intimate tapes... What?
1: I don't know. I'm just, like, trying to imagine the intro. If it's like, hello, my name is Ray J, and I will be having sexual relations with this lovely lady. Her name is Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. Like, I don't know what intro means. I mean, I know what intro means. We're about
2: to get busy.
1: (laughs) Yes, like...
2: Um, He does go on to say before you um, pontificate about your opinion, he does claim that all of the intimate tapes were kept at Kim's house in a shoebox under his bed saying it was something we did on Cabo for a trip for a birthday and it was something extra we were doing in the hotel. She kept them all. She had to go find that tape and then present it. I never had a tape. In my possession, in our whole relationship, I never had a single one at my house. She had them in her house. She's always had all the tapes in a Nike shoebox under her bed. And he goes on. He's I mean, real it's, specific about what kind very, of shoebox, too. Nike. Yeah, he's very specific, and he is laying out. And it goes on. I mean, like, you will not have uh, a short read with this experience. So, based on all of that... Mm-hmm. What say you, Colleen Lindstrom? You know, Lindstrom?
1: my first, my first, you know, because one of the questions you asked is why now, right? Why share now? And I think you you pointed out one of the reasons, right? Because at the very beginning, the first episode of The Kardashians, the sex tape comes up again. And there's a storyline around it, including the fact that, um, that Kanye West allegedly flew to Ray J to, to get that tape, whatever that tape is, the one that he's saying he never had yeah. that Kim Kardashian had. But that premiered a few weeks ago now. So what what I think, what I'm assuming or what I am uh my my um what's the word? theory is that he went probably to his lawyer and said, "What are the ramifications if I come out now? How can I do this in a way that doesn't you know, put me at some sort of risk because he's got to be real sure um, that he, that he's not violating something by some agreement because there is an agreement with Vivid Entertainment and he's named in it. You know, he gets, he gets royalties from this thing. So he has got to be totally, completely sure that he is okay to go forward with this story before he says anything.
2: Yeah. Well, and he produces texts.
1: So he's got receipts.
2: So, I mean, he's got a lot of receipts. And again, I am not reading through all of these receipts. I'm just going to, you know...
0: It's like a CVS one.
2: I mean, it really Um, is. It's a lot. Where do
1: I get to um, go online and uh, take that In that article
2: that's... that's oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah, that's funny you get 25 dollars off your next purchase but in those text messages he points out that she knew of the publishing of their sex tape uh was a commercial agreement and that he's kept up his side of the bargain she did the um you know she talks about the comment that he didn't Mm -hmm. like in the show Mm -hmm. um you know, because she insisted her comments were a joke. I was laughing when I said it. She then says that giving the computer to Kanye's... Uh, to giving the computer, because this was another piece of that narrative, which is a part of the show, which is that Kanye rescued her or saved her. It was like he's something... That's how it was portrayed in the media, right? Right. Was that him going to Ray J and getting the laptop made uh, Made Kanye look good, but then Kim in the text with Ray J saying, like, it also showed you in a positive light.
1: Because you gave it up.
2: But Ray J's like, yeah, things are getting worse every day. Um and I think it it has to be hard, and I would imagine Ray J is in a very unique experience where your side of the story gets, like, short shrift, and Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian is entitled to do... And like all things in the world, things are complicated, and every person involved has their own take on the matter, but you only have one side of this narrative getting any airtime. And, you know, while you could easily just say, Ray J, who cares what Kim is, like, doing on her show? I mean, she's making a mint off of her side of the story, and he has nothing to say about it. Well,
1: and this is one of those things... Like so many things, when when they first made this plan, he couldn't know what was going to happen, how this was going to truly launch her into the stratosphere in a way nobody really probably could have anticipated at the start. And to your point, Bradley, not only did she make money off of telling that story once, she continues to make money off of telling that story. That story is foundational to how she is, who she is, where she is, and he has never gotten an opportunity to have a side of the story, mm-hmm. and so
2: or or profit from it exactly in a way. I mean, he right. probably got a you know. Again, it's like small pen, small, uh, small what?
0: Small potatoes. Small potatoes. Yeah, it said at the time when they did this arrangement with Vivid Entertainment that Kim and Ray J each received three hundred thousand dollars plus any uh, royalties based off of downloads or sales yeah. from the video. Yeah,
1: pay attention or stay tuned for the D-Bag segment today because I do have a D-Bag around this. Um, but he he did make money off of it. He has not made the same amount of money. He didn't
2: make a career off he, of it.
1: Exactly, exactly. In fact, actually, I would almost, almost say it probably had more of a hindrance to his career. Mm. Uh, than than anything right because he's not ray j anything else he's ray j from the kim kardashian sex tape he's ray j brandy's brother he's not necessarily ray j ray j
2: ray j brandy's brother Mm -hmm. holly reminded us uh in show prep today that uh kim and chris have a relationship with brandy's mom and a credit card
0: yeah mm-hmm. well, back in two thousand eight back in time Brandy, the sister of Ray J, their mother filed a lawsuit against Kim Kardashian, Chloe Courtney, and Robert Jr, otherwise known as Sad Rob, mm. accusing them of running up more than one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in credit card charges without permission mm.
1: yeah so there's history mm-hmm. um there's history, and some of it is a mystery, but some of it might just be exactly how we thought it was uh more on that as it develops when we come back though on the colleen and bradley show holly roberts is going to bring us all the dirt street Yay. from hollywood it's a dirt alert on my talk 1071. this is a my talk dirt alert holly roberts has arrived with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, house. Hey guys. Uh, going to catch you up with what's going
0: on in the courtroom of the Amber heard Johnny Depp defamation. trial. Amber heard is now taking the stand. She took the stand yesterday. She continues to do so today. And some of her testimony today includes the fact that she says that it was a constant battle with her then husband, Johnny Depp over her desire to continue acting. Now, Amber Seard says that she was always really independent and never imagined not working, but that Johnny Depp wanted her to stop.
1: We took it all. We brought them to our
0: land. An endless night, amber hot and icy
1: cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become?
0: Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and, 6-1 since that matters, and, what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: Acting and let him quote, "Take
1: care of her." That's interesting. Yeah, it's this whole
2: thing is it's so hard because, you know, you're listening to two diametrically opposed mm-hmm. people telling entirely different accounts. And it's hard to know. I mean, it's not like we're the jury, so we can kind of Luckily. go back and forth, right? <laughs> um, because I, and I have not watched all the testimony, obviously, so I, I, I can't tell you who, if I think one person is more credible than the other, because I think they both have potential motives in telling their own mm-hmm. versions that are opposed. That said, I will say that she certainly tells, uh, like, um, contiguous tale of Johnny Depp being a controlling human, and whether some of the details she tells are totally true or well, just totally true. I, I mean, it's a believable story when it mm-hmm. comes to his controlling nature. Yeah. So it's uh, what I'm saying is what you just said sounds completely plausible.
0: Sure. Now, giving an example of Johnny Depp's alleged controlling behavior. In which he tried to impede her career, Amber Heard recalled sharing a script for a project that she was interested in uh, with Depp. And she said, I read the script and I thought this character was empowered sexually. And by the time I got Johnny's feedback on it, I had been convinced that actually I was just being used. And then she said it was clear that was all I had to offer and that I was too foolish to see it.
1: Mm. You Mm. know, to your point, Bradley, too. I mean, thank God we're not the the jury and we don't have to be part of this decision making process. But um in any any time two people tell a story, somewhere the truth is somewhere in the middle of all of that. But also recognizing that each of these people has something to gain by telling their version of the story in the way that they are. It's just a lot. Just it's just I'm just requesting everybody hold that lightly while we listen to yeah. these. Things. I
2: will tell you the the internet is very
1: well, oh, it's got opinions. There are people oh, with
2: weird. plenty what? of strong opinions about Amber Heard's performance mm-hmm. on the stand. Mm. And that it's perhaps not genuine, but.
0: You well, know, the internet. Exactly. A place for opinions. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Kim Catrall talking to Variety Magazine about her experience on Sex in the City. She said that there is life beyond that series and that she doesn't want to be nude anymore. Now, she also says in this new interview, which is for the magazine's Power of Women issue, that uh, she did six seasons,
1: two movies. Power of Women. That's just. What what is that? Sorry, go on.
0: What? 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 Thank you. Sorry, go on. In this Power of Women issue, she says.
2: You guys, Mm. misogyny. Get used to it. Thanks. We're used to it.
0: she did say that she would never want to look back on the character Samantha Jones that she played in Sex and the City with anything other than pride. And she said, everything in me went, I'm done about playing Samantha Jones. Mm -hmm. Now, she didn't even get offered to reprise her role in the continuation series and just like that. She did say that she found out about that show in the way that we all did on Mm -hmm. the Internet and Mm -hmm. on social media. But she did, you know, putting it into perspective, thinking about it this way, she said, can you imagine going back to a job that you did 25 years ago? And she said, and, and the job didn't get easier. It got more complicated in the sense of how are you going to progress with these characters? Yeah. How are you going to take these characters from Sex and the City that were so, were so beloved in 1998 and make them translate into 2021? I
2: mean, in this whole like narrative between, you know, like again, it's like so many things you're forced to choose aside. Like, well, I just think this. Look, I think both things can be true. I like, I can believe that Kim Cattrell is legitimately making decisions about what she feels good about doing with her career, but also understand why the other people involved are, like, bummed and, like, wish she would have made a different decision or that, you know, fans, for that matter, wish she had made a different decision because I think there's also a case to be made for, like, you know, like, don't think too much about it. It's sex in the city. Mm -hmm. It's a role. Mm -hmm. Do it. I mean, again, like I think you can you can have feelings for both um, in this narrative. The fact that she's willing to talk about it openly, I mean, that's you know, that's not a bad thing either.
1: Well, and there's absolutely you know something to be learned from her experience. The thing that I had forgotten until I read this was that there was going to be a movie, and in the movie there was a storyline involving her character Samantha that she kind of objected to. That movie ended up not getting made. But the movie was what gave way to this next season. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously her storyline was not featured in it. Um, but that some of the storylines that were meant to be in that movie were featured in this Uh, TV series and so you know she did have an indication going in what her character was going to be asked to do Mm -hmm. and she wasn't in agreement with that yeah well there was a
0: storyline between Miranda's son Brady sexting Uh, Samantha Jones nude photos of himself and she was
1: like nope yeah so you know boundaries, (laughs) lines uh, you know power, women it's all there.
2: Women doing it for themselves.
1: Holly, thank you for that dirt alert. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to play. Nope. We are going to solve pop culture mysteries after this. We are solving pop culture mysteries right here on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. Hi. And uh, we do that in the form of blind items. Holly finds them. She brings them to us. She tells them to us. We try to solve them in a segment we call blinded by the item.
0: Get item. Oh boy, do we solve celebrity gossip mysteries mm. or what?
1: Yeah, yeah, all we, the do, time. we do it every day. Like this first one.
0: Speaking of losing your hair, this A list singer was losing her hair and started using Rogaine, but then didn't want to stop if she got pregnant, so got hair transplants. And you can barely even notice.
1: Adele? Wait, you can barely even notice that she got hair transplants? Or is yeah. that she Oh cool. Yeah, you can barely notice mm-hmm. that this person got some hair transplants is it, and looking looking nice. Is it a It's not a dough? Oh. Uh,
2: okay, did you say A-list?
1: Ah, uh, yes. And she got hair transplants in case she got pregnant. Question. Do we know if she's pregnant? You know, no, we don't. Okay. So this is pure
0: speculation. So not Rihanna. Yeah. So no. That's what I was ruling yeah. out. Uh. Not ruled out. Okay. Now this person, perhaps they would want hair transplants because of the hairstyle that they like to sport, and perhaps it's a little tough on the scalp. Mm. It's like tight,
1: you know. Oh. Okay. I mean, Tight. When I think tight, I honestly, and it's not her, I think JoJo. With the Bobo. With the Bobo. No. Uh,
0: not JoJo no. the Bobo. No, no. Um, uh, think about a person who is known for their very taut ponytails. Madonna.
2: I mean, okay. Uh, no. A singer uh, with taut ponytails.
0: Yes. This, this is per- all going to make a lot of sense yeah. when we know. It, it sure will. This mm-hmm. person usually wears their hair in an updo with mm-hmm. a ponytail. Mm-hmm. That ponytail, have an, it's long, probably a, mm-hmm. an extension piece. Mm-hmm. Oh. It always looks lovely.
2: Oh. oh. J-Lo? Uh, no.
0: Ariana Grande? There you go. Oh! Yeah, there
2: you go. oh, Good one.
0: Yeah, so, you know, we don't really know what the situation is, but allegedly, supposedly, Ariana Grande was losing some hair and started using brogaine, but didn't... Then didn't want to stop us. She got pregnant, so they got a hair transplant. Man,
1: you could barely I, even notice. Speaking so we of don't know. speaking of that tight ponytail, I can I mean, I can imagine that would uh take a toll on your hair.
2: Oh God. And just hurt. Yes. Painful
1: every day. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all right, well good. Great. Good for her. Yeah. Exciting.
0: That, yeah. By the item. It's always exciting when we've got celebrity gossip mysteries to solve. Like this one. The sibling of the former A-list singer slash actress is just confirming what NT lawyer has been telling you for mm-hmm. well over a decade. Mm-hmm. The family was completely in on the sex tape mm-hmm. and the marketing of it and how to capitalize and monetize it as much as possible. The momager had final edit, so of course they were in on it. Gross. Ray, oh. Ray J
2: and the Kardashians yeah. incorporated.
0: Yes. Yeah, this is a story that has been told for quite some time now through unauthorized biographies etc but Ray J one of the stars of the Kim Kardashian sex tape mm-hmm. is just confirming what basically everyone knows is that the Kardashians were completely in on this and the marketing of it and how to capitalize and monetize it as much as possible now Chris Jenner had final edit so of course they were in on it now interestingly enough when you guys were talking about this story in the last segment or at the top of the show always forgetting that the Kardashian-Jenners are also very good friends with Joe Francis.
1: Yeah. Oh, the girl's, girl's
0: gone, gone wild. wild. Entrepreneur who cannot enter the United States lest he face some serious legal issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's down in Mexico right now, and according to an unauthorized... And who, by the way, yeah. also
2: plays host to other celebrities who like to visit his sprawling estate down there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, according to an unauthorized biography of joe francis the founder of girls gone wild apparently he was very critical in ushering in this sex tape into fruition yeah i'm sure he made a lot of connections well yeah making a lot of connections being like hey this is a way that you can get famous let's legitimize this by connecting you with vivid entertainment etc etc
1: so this has all been very strategically planned that is so interesting and also not surprising in the yeah at all it's a day that mm. ends but it's
2: it's night. it's you know it is frankly um the word is not satisfying but uh encouraging that the things we've thought mm-hmm. in our gut you know whenever they turn out to be correct it's a little satisfying mm-hmm.
1: although can i just say this because i know we've already talked about it and i'm this is what i'm noodling on right now is does knowing this change anything and they and i'm i mean the uh, to me the answer is not really just in terms of the fact that we feel like we've always known this and having this information even if there's it's proven in one way or another
2: yeah it doesn't change the result yeah but But, but i I wonder if it
1: changes opinions people's opinions i don't know that's a good question i'm just curious about what will come of this
0: yeah we might be too far through the looking glass mm-hmm. for it to change the minds of you know well here's the thing about the kardashians is they are resilient mm-hmm. in as much as they have faced lawsuits after lawsuits they've done weird business dealings mm-hmm. They've been sued for, you know, the credit card thing back in 2008, Mm -hmm. where allegedly, supposedly Ray J's mom was like, Hey, you charged up to six figures on my credit card. They have stole, they have been accused of stealing other people's ideas for designs, et cetera, et cetera. And yet here they are.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think they'll continue to be who they are, and this is not the only story that shows them to be who they are. And I think most people know who they are. It is good for posterity's sake and for history, though, that we do. You can't simply just write off. Oh, that didn't happen. Um, you know, I'm loud enough to tell you, so you should just listen to me mm-hmm. because the facts prove otherwise. Yeah, yeah.
1: good
0: point. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Let's move forward in time with the following. The A, A minus list singer and actress is now in the crosshairs of this actress slash talk show host slash reality star who goes against the celebrity cult any chance she can. Hmm. Okay.
2: Oh, is this like an Elizabeth Moss Scientology thing?
1: Not Elizabeth Moss. Uh, no. But is oh. Leah Remini the the second one we're talking about? Yeah. Okay, and the first one is... You had a thought, Bradley. It's
2: not Tom Cruise?
1: It's not Tom Cruise,
0: but uh, who's Tom Cruise working with right now?
2: Lady Gaga? Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh. Uh. <laughs> Fill in those blanks, please.
0: Yes, yeah, so Lady Gaga is now in the crosshairs of anti-Scientology activist Leah Remini. Interesting.
2: Hmm. Why? Why?
1: Because she sang the song for the Tom Cruise. Well, I mean,
2: I know that she's, like, hanging out with Tom Cruise, but I'm like, is there anything going on behind the scenes wherein she is, like, doing a dance with Scientology, I wonder?
0: Uh, Cannot confirm nor deny Mm -mm. that, but perhaps Leah Remini is focused on Lady Gaga being like, you're one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah,
1: you had some power. Do better. Yeah. 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 And you're, you know, planting one on his cheek backstage Mm -hmm. in vegas exactly we see you Mm -hmm. thank you for playing
2: and she might just also want to like sing her song born that way to tom cruise because like you know for an organization that has not been the most vociferous Mm -hmm. in its advocacy for communities that are advocated for in the music that she champions so wholeheartedly
0: do this blind item that is now revealed so this first came to us at the end of april now it is confirmed thinking back to one of the earliest big blind items from this site and now all these years later seeing all of these singers getting vocal credit this week for appearing on the songs and albums of the a-list everything in her mind celebrity mm-hmm. she always tries to pass him off as her own but is finally having to make it official Ooh. that it wasn't all her Ooh. or even close to her Ooh. at all. Oh, JLo. Yes. Ooh. So perhaps some people are retroactively getting credit
1: for singing on Jennifer Lopez tracks. I mean, that feels like that's happening very quietly if it's happening yeah. because we haven't se- I haven't seen any headlines about people being added to the credits. Now, according
0: to mm. the source, 6 Days ago. Uh, Ashanti is doubling down on songwriting credits for Jennifer Lopez.
2: Ashanti says she was instrumental in the creation of Lopez's I'm Real and Ain't It Funny remix tracks, which she... uh, Blah, blah, blah. The songs released in 2001 and 2.
0: Yes. Now, in a new interview with Ashanti... Uh, explain the the feeling behind receiving recognition for her songwriting credit. She said, you should always care about credit for what you do, regardless of what industry you're in. It's really important to give credit. Say it, girl.
2: Agreed.
0: Yes. Yes. Now, for the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone
2: makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs,
0: And not only now is Ashanti getting rightful songwriting credits for those tracks, but the longstanding rumor, and you can go on the internet and listen for yourself, is that you can hear Ashanti singing oh, yeah. underneath Jennifer Lopez's singing mm-hmm. in those tracks. Mm-hmm. It's a fun activity mm-hmm. that you and the whole family can do together. Play the home game.
1: Yeah. Yes. Ooh, Holly, thank you for those blind items. Now, a uh, really quick teaser. There's going to be a little surprise blind item uh, extravaganza a little bit later today.
2: Yes! Uh,
1: in the 3 o'clock hour. What? 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 Aren't
2: we usually not on the air?
1: Bradley, you're correct. But today, the Colleen and Bradley show is super-sized. Super-sized! We're going to hang Be-be-be. out until 3.30, so you will get another dose of blind items a little bit later today. So if you super-duper love your blind items... Uh, just know, between 3 and 3.30, we'll give you another uh, helping from
2: the buffet. A uh, heapin helping.
1: Uh, now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, ooh, 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 we might know... Who could get Britney Spears first interview, or at least who really thinks they should be the one to interview Britney Spears first? I'll tell you who it is and what this person said after this on My Talk 1071. It's kicking and stretching and kicking outside on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Traynor.
2: Uh,
1: there has been a lot made uh, about who might be the first person to get to interview. Britney Spears. Oh,
2: sure. Should
1: Oprah, we get, uh, you know. Should we get the Cobra Gang together? Let's do it. Okay.
0: Whenever there's trouble,
2: we there on the double We're the Cobra. Cobra Gang
1: If you've got the
0: crime We've got the time We're the Cobra, Cobra Gang Maybe it'll be Dick Cavett. They can exchange Gravato Mark stories. Holly, like, I that. have bad
1: news. It's oh, not going to happen. No oh, crap. But uh, somebody has thrown their hat in the ring and uh, has some really good reasons why this person believes that they would make a good first interview for Britney Spears, and that person is.
2: Who's that person?
1: Drew Barrymore.
2: Oh, she's got a show.
1: She's got a show. She's got a mouth. And she can make words with it, but also she has some. She has some stories in common in some ways with Britney Spears. So she uh, talked to Variety this week, and she explained that she felt like she and Britney Spears could have a quote unique conversation. Uh, She said, there's not a ton of us out there who have publicly lost our freedom, had breakdowns in front of everyone, become punchlines, and fought our way back. True. So, for those of you who are thinking, wait a minute, I missed the part where Drew Barrymore was under a conservatorship. She wasn't. I missed
2: the part where she was under a conservatorship.
1: Thanks, Bradley. You know what? You didn't miss anything, because she wasn't actually under... A conservatorship however she is right when she says that she has quote publicly lost her freedom had breakdown breakdowns in front of everyone become punchlines and then fought their way back because if you don't I mean if you whether or not you read her memoir Wildflower that came out a few years ago you may remember that Drew Barrymore actually had been working from the time she was a child actress Mm -hmm. She had done nothing but work. And we know that with child actors, that can be problematic, right? Because...
2: Well, especially at the time that she was a child actor.
1: Right. Because, especially when you say at the time, there weren't as many protections in place Mm -hmm. for children who were uh, working in acting. Um, But also, you know, there are expectations, there are adult expectations then of a child. And that can psychologically do some damage to people um, if it's not well cared for. And so Drew Barrymore said work was a positive thing in my life and uh, and it got taken away because my mother put me into an institution because she felt helpless. Then people found out. And she said, they just wrote me off as damaged goods. And she said, sadly, I understood that. And so she's really being vulnerable and talking about her own experience of sort of being an outcast in Hollywood and treated in a way where she didn't have power. And she maybe, uh you know, it, it, in any case, it had an effect on her career. Yeah, and certainly. She had to put her own career back together. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I was my immediate thought was. I am here for this conversation.
2: Oh, sure. I mean, A, mostly because it's Britney, but B, I mean, Drew seems to have thought this through in a way that, you know, would imply she would do good uh, work Mm -hmm. by Britney Spears. So and that I think would benefit us as an audience to hear somebody who's that thoughtful about it. I mean, you know, the only other person I can think of, of course, would be Oprah, because Mm -hmm. she has done this before in terms of, you know, who uh, culturally is occupying that space right now. I think it's really just Oprah. And But hey, I mean, if Britney feels comfortable around Drew, why not?
1: Well, and to that end, we do have some evidence that she really does appreciate Drew Barrymore, because I don't know if you remember this, but just a while ago on Instagram, she uh, gushed. That Drew Barrymore and Kate Hudson were the, quote, most beautiful people she had ever met.
2: Well, that, yeah, I would imagine that's a good thing for Drew. Right? So
1: Drew said that when that happened or when she posted that, she said everybody at the show... Uh, came running up to me and was like, did you see? And I just said, I'll see it when I get upstairs. I want to be like thoughtful. I want to read every word that she says. I really want to respond thoughtfully. I really want to choose my words the right way, which again, kind of shows a mutual respect uh, on both of their behalfs, and um, that she's really being thoughtful about the reality of what Brittany has been through and yeah. what that means for her. And um and would tenderly kind of hold that story.
2: Yeah, and again, I think she's somebody who's proven herself the ability to talk and not just talk, but talk in public and talk in a setting like this about things that are serious, so why not? I mean, come on, let's do it, make it happen.
1: You might be wondering, what are Drew Barrymore's thoughts as a person who has written her own memoir on Britney Spears writing a memoir? And? She says she says this is a very smart and intelligent way to tell her story. Uh, she says this is about her and her life uh, and everybody deserves the freedom to make mistakes or a success of their life and everything in between. That is what a life is. I
2: I would imagine that like when Brittany finishes her book and goes out for a media tour, she'll stop by and talk to Drew.
1: I would hope so. I would hope so. You know, and again, I do think that um, I do think that Drew Barrymore could have a unique perspective that would be helpful in terms of like handling her in an interview mm-hmm. format meaning handling that wasn't the right choice of words but but um tenderly navigating. sort of navigating thank you yeah she's
0: not coming to it uh, from a journalistic right. angle she's coming from it
1: as a a humanistic angle absolutely yeah. now that said i think that she might not ask some of the harder questions. But I, I guess I would question if this would be a conversation where she needed to ask some of those tough questions. Although I do think somebody should be asking some questions
2: about Sam Gary but that's just Well, me. also, did you notice that Brittany's fully back on Instagram?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. She's, she's yes.
2: After saying mm-hmm. very forcefully that she was going to take some time away, I think See? we lasted like less than a 24 hour period.
1: And that would be something that I would like an interview to talk yeah, to her about. Exactly. Like, Girl, what is it with the instagram mm-hmm. why can't why can't you drop that habit yeah. um yeah, I will say the one thing I will say is it does not appear as though she's posting any new new photographs of herself, and maybe that's the story she's telling herself is like. As long as I don't put myself out there, it's I can hang. I can hang in this space. It's interesting. But, whatevs. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, is it okay to put your dog's doo doo in somebody else's trash can? What? What? 1071 Can you put your dog's poop in another person's trash can? Give us a call.